Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. I don't think this is the first or the last time we'll hear about it, but there is a cost to this new online uh, legislation, Bill C-18. This is uh, the one that has prompted big tech um, to block. It's not even that they're blocking. They just aren't carrying Canadian news links on uh, Meta. And now Google is starting to do it. But, um, you know, it's in action. And I think blocking it is the wrong way to, you know, put it out there. It's that we gave them an ultimatum. The government gave them an ultimatum. And they said, all right, we'll go. So we're in this face-off. But now it is um, catching outlets that aren't even media sites. They're not news. And that would include the Beaverton, which is often so cheeky, it sounds too crazy to be true, that it could. And so, you know, organizations like the Beaverton, along with a whole other number of um, independents, had warned about, you know, being caught in this. It was a big concern during the hearings of this legislation. And certainly the legislation got a lot of blowback from independents uh, that, you know, this would destroy them. But when, you know, uh, other organizations like uh, parody publications or satirical uh, publications get caught in this, it certainly is a, a reminder of what can go wrong and often does when legislation is written sloppily and then rammed through. Luke Gordon is editor-in-chief of the Beaverton, joins us now. Good to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, Alex. Good news is that you guys are back online. So it was a short reprieve, but... You know, you guys, among others, could have been caught in a really big fight um, where you get little to no say in it. So, you know, what what was it like when you got bounced off? Yeah, it just kind of it, it, it took us all unawares because Facebook was kind of increasing their percentage of Canadians who couldn't see news on its platform. And one day mm-hmm. they kind of increased that percentage. And all of a sudden we were getting a lot of messages from listeners, sorry, listeners, <laughs> messages from readers. Uh, and, and people who follow us on Facebook and Instagram saying, hey, I can't, I'm getting this error message saying, you know, like, you know, this content is blocked pursuant to the Online News Act, blah, blah, blah. And so we went, oh, well, you know, it's not that it hadn't occurred to us that this could happen, but I think we kind of always hoped that in a world where there's a certain amount of rational actors in, involved, uh, anyone who looks at us knows that we're not news. So we we're kind of hoping to avoid the whole thing, but uh, unsurprisingly, we're, we're caught up in it. Albeit, I do love your response because you treated your response as you would uh, a daily story. And so you, you wrote this open letter to Meta threatening the CEO, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, with a fake lawsuit yeah. for defaming your organization as a news yeah. organization. Because, <laughs> you know, legally, as you said, I think off top that, you know, Facebook obviously does have the right to not show content it doesn't want to show. But to call us news, you know, and lump us in with journalists who have to be, you know, objective and fair and hardworking is, Oh, is that how it works today? (laughs) Is that how it works? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Nonetheless, you did get it turned around, but it is a great example of um, of the costs of this battle, which I I don't see an insight in this. I don't know where it's going, but I do know it's going to have a big cost. It's going to be very destructive, and and you know, but I don't know where it's going to end. Like I don't know what the end game is on it. Um, And so, you know, that is the concern. That's always been the concern with this. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I assume the government is hoping for an Australia-style resolution. I have no insider mm. knowledge, obviously. I know nothing, but that's my assumption is that they're hoping for a, a negotiated resolution because obviously, you know, they're not just going to force Facebook to do what they want or Meta, I should say. Uh, that, you know, that, that obviously isn't going to be the case. So I assume that is the government's endgame. Whether that's Meta's endgame is a whole other question. Yeah. Well, money talks and uh, they want the money. So maybe uh, when the other countries get into this fight, maybe they'll reverse it. But they're certainly using this country as a as a punching bag to make their point. Um, but you do. It's it's funny because I've been caught by a few of your headlines and I think, oh, and then you go to post them. And I'm like, no, 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 it's Beaverton. This is not true. But you yes. it's funny because you have this real balance of of getting it just right, but almost getting it so right that people do get confused. Yeah, I think we we sometimes, you know, our, our stories are so absurd that I think, you know, 99.99% of people wouldn't be fooled. And sometimes I, I agree with you that, you know, you say something that seems so crazy, but in this crazy world, sometimes comedy feels more true than the truth, if that makes any sense. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as, as made up as it is, you know, especially living in, in the era that we've lived in for these last six or seven years with especially down, you know, news from the States. It, it feels like sometimes the job of the, the satirist and the comedian was getting harder because it was tired of mm-hmm. hard to out uh, absurd the absurdity of our real world. Yeah, not to mention no one laughs anymore. A sense of humor has has just diminished, uh, sadly. Like I, I laugh at almost everything. So that's why I'm so uh, alarming more than charming. But is there a line for you guys? I mean, it's so hard to make people laugh without someone getting offended. But is there a line? Yeah, I mean, the goal is always... Uh, you know, I don't care about offending people, but the goal is always to, uh, you know, offend the right people, as I would say. Like, in other words, make fun of the powerful, not the powerless, and always make sure that our our comedy is punching up. Now, we, and, you know, uh, I could uh, talk about the number of times we failed in that regard and and had blowback that was fair, and and we kind of took a second thought and went, oh, yeah, you're right, our targets were off there. But I feel like as long as you're aiming in the right direction, you can say, and, and and joke about whatever you want. Uh, you got to be careful, but as long as you're aiming in the right way, I think you can still get away with a lot. It's just you got to be really precise in your language and do it and make sure you're doing a heck of a good job in writing comedy. Just quickly, how long are your story meetings or do you have story meetings? Oh, yeah. No, we have. Uh, I mean, we used to uh, have a wonderful setup where we met at a, uh, a dive bar in Toronto that uh, gave us discounts on chicken wings. Uh, but, uh, of course, that is not, now a condo. Uh, so, uh, and this, you know, post COVID, we we switched everything to Zoom, like everybody else. So yeah, no, we have we have uh, three weekly kind of meetups that are we call them pitch meetings, where people just come in with ideas and start pitching headlines, and everything for us starts with the headline that you'll see on, fortunately now on Facebook again or X or you know wherever you follow us, uh, and then the articles kind of flow from there. So everything starts with pitching the right headline. So yeah, we have we have yeah. multiple uh, pitch meetings a week and writers from various parts of the country get together and, 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 you know, throw a million ideas at the wall and, you know, four or five of them might stick. Yeah. Like disheveled Trudeau announces national strategy for lowering price of frozen dinners. That's the kind of stuff, but it's not so stupid. It couldn't be true. That's, that's the, uh, the game. Well, look, I, I appreciate you chatting with us. Love your stuff and glad you got it sorted. Cause it would have been a very, very costly mistake. Yeah. We would have been pretty sad if we were, yeah. if we were cut off from it. I mean, we never know though, cause we could be, yeah. You know, the next time Facebook increases, again, the number of people who are blocked mm-hmm. might get caught up again. So knock on wood, we're, we're, we're safe. But, uh, you know, maybe you and I will be talking about this again in another couple of weeks.
Yeah, or I'll, I'll be knocked off too. Uh, that is Luke Gordon. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. He is the editor in chief of the Beaverton, and uh, you can get them online. They've got some pretty funny stuff.